The following podcast is sponsored by SuperheroStuff.com. Sci-Fi For Me Radio presents Timothy Harvey, Jason Hunt. This is H2O. Hi, everybody. Welcome to uh, this episode of H2O here on Sci-Fi For Me Radio and Sci-Fi For Me TV. I am Jason Hunt. I am Timothy Harvey. And we're going to talk rocket science tonight. Because, you know, some little, things actually are rocket little, science. A little different for us. We don't do very much, we don't do as much enough uh, science coverage on our, on our show, uh, on, on our site. So, uh, well, we do do some. I mean, uh, Dan Handley has done some science stuff. Yeah, Dan's Dan's done some. Blaze has done some. Mm -hmm. We actually have uh, a a new uh, offer for a volunteer in Austin. Mm -hmm. She's an astrophysics professor and a science fiction writer. So we we've got to get all of the stuff in place for her to to jump on board. Mm -hmm. But um, this goes back uh, earlier in September. Those of you who have been paying attention to the space race know that on September 1st, a Falcon 9 rocket, this is one of SpaceX uh, projects, uh, exploded rather spectacularly on the on the launch pad. Uh, it was uh, as they were fueling the rocket, they were going to do what's called a static firing test. This is actually just you know test firing the the, the rocket. The cause of the explosion so far not known, but there's speculation now about the possibility of sabotage. Bum, bum, bum. And the reason for this speculation is what? What is the... The reason for the speculation, apparently somewhere close by this launch pad mm-hmm. is a building that belongs to a competitor of SpaceX. Mm-hmm. Something, uh, it's a company called... Evil Genius Incorporated? Evil Genius Incorporated, yes. Bad Guys 101? It is, the company is called United Launch Alliance. Hmm. The ULA. I mean, it just sounds, yeah, you know, it does. It's ULA. That's, that's the actual basis for this, isn't it? Is yeah. They sound yes. like they sound an evil organization. It'd be different if it was Smirsh, yeah, well. you know, or Chaos. <laughs> But um, but yeah, there's apparently there's a building close by that belongs to ULA, mm-hmm. and as SpaceX people are going through the footage right. of the explosion, mm-hmm. there apparently is another flash and a sound hmm. from thereabouts around the ULA building. And some some are speculating. Now, I don't know if it's going to be borne out, mm-hmm. but some are looking at the flash and the other bang as a possible sniper shot into mm. the fuel tank of the Falcon 9 rocket. So, uh, SpaceX, this is, a, this is an article from... Um, Oh, what is the article here? Oh wait, no, don't do that. Are you are you breaking things? I'm breaking things. Stop that. Yes. Um, this is. See, I put it into reading mode, and it takes away the. Oh, it takes sure. away yeah, all yeah. of the stuff, so I don't know where where this is coming from. This is out of. I think this is CNBC. Um, hmm. 
This is an article, SpaceX-eyed rival... Oh, this is Fox News. All right, so... Oop. Oh, don't do that. Anyway. So, <laughs> technology. So, yeah, technology. Okay, so uh, this is an article uh, from Jalopnik. Everything we know so far. Sure. About the SpaceX rocket explosion sabotage theory. They even got... Uh, you'll see here... Uh, I can show Tim, but I can't show anybody else. No, but that should be the graphic on but this. On this, this is uh, <laughs> this is the 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 diagram. This is the jo a, the John Madden diagram. That's a crazy boom, diagram. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> um, oh my! So, uh, so here it is. Uh, this is this is pure speculation on the part of everybody right now. Uh, they, uh, the SpaceX people requested access to the building, to the mm -hmm. ULA building. Of course, they didn't get it. Right, sure. But other investigators went over mm -hmm. to, to take a look around and sure. didn't find right. anything, of course. Uh, now, Elon Musk took to Twitter, and he's aware of all of the theories and everything else. He says, sabotage of the rocket is unlikely. Mm -hmm. Right. But this article has some great theories, and so he links to it. Mm -hmm. So... He's kind of trying to have his cake. Oh, and eat of course it too. he is. Like, yeah, sure. Oh, sabotage, you know. But if you read this, this is really well, interesting. I mean, you know, as a businessman, you don't want to necessarily sit there and go, "You, <laughs> you yeah. have the road," you know, because I mean, if, if you're not, if it's if it's wrong, then I believe they call that is that slander. Yeah. Um, well, it's, well, it's, it's slander if it's yeah, it's it's libel if it's written, right? It's so it's slander, slander if, if it's, it's spoken. spoken. Yeah, yeah. So, so what we do know, uh, the explosion happened on the upper stage helium system of the mm -hmm. rocket. Uh, this is used, uh, according to this article, the helium system used to pressurize the fuel and oxidizer tanks so they remain structurally sound as the fuel and the oxidizer is depleted. So basically, keeping the tanks intact, right, as they get emptied. Uh, the blast has been traced to the upper stage's cryogenic oxygen tank, which contains a number of highly pressurized helium vessels. The Falcon 9 was still being fueled. None of its engines had been ignited. Based on studies of the debris, or debris, it looks like one of the high-pressure helium lines ruptured, starting the process that ended in the massive fireball. The question is, why did that line rupture? And that's where the conspiracy theories come in. Um, uh, United Launch Alliance, of course, the top uh, suspect in these conspiracy theories. The, the company was formed in 2006 by Boeing and Lockheed Martin. And it is competitor to mm -hmm. SpaceX sure. uh, because, you know, the government doesn't want to go into space anymore. So it's left to the private enterprises. And uh, the ULA and uh, SpaceX both have had contracts with NASA to, to provide certain pieces of space exploration technology over the years. Sure, so, right. you know, mm -hmm. back and forth they go over here. Now, there also is a diagram here. There's a photograph, a Google satellite photograph uh, on Jalopnik uh, that shows the ULA building relative to the launch pad. And if you can see here... Uh, you know, we may actually put this on our video. I think, yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, it is pretty much a straight shot from the building to, and it doesn't, I mean, there's nothing in between them. Well, it's but hold on. I mean, what, well, that's that's really hard to tell from this. I mean, because this looks like foliage. And what is the, what is this? Is that just an empty lot? Is this, you know, are these, what, what's your, what's your levels here? Yeah. You know what I mean? 
SpaceX's investigators claim to have seen an odd shadow and then a white spot on the roof of the Smarf building. This is the building that ULA owns. When reviewing the video footage, like we were saying, you know, they, they saw something. Or there was somebody on the roof of the building watching the launch? That could be. But that, I mean, like, just but the watching? Flash, but the flash of something. Because if you're taking a picture these days... Who's got a flash camera? Well, but okay, but right? but in 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 the interest of of throwing in the you know the wrench into conspiracy theories, a lot of things causes flashes. I wear glasses. Mm-hmm. You hit them in the right right angle, the sun hits on them. You're going to get a flash. You're going to get because it's a reflection because it's right. glass and reflective. But how far away is anybody going to be able to see that? Well, I don't know. It depends on how bright the sun hits the ang- what the angle is. I mean, there's a lot of different things because again, um, in the real world. Uh, as opposed yeah. to the movies, muzzle flare is not actually a thing, right? Because the we, we emph- they emphasize that stuff in movies. It's a special effect thing yeah. because otherwise it doesn't look as cool. But in the real world, they gun manufacturers actually make a point of, especially with rifles, uh, especially for long distance rifles, to minimize the muzzle flare mm-hmm. because that's known as not drawing attention to yourself so the other guy can kill you. Right. I mean that's actually that's actually a built in design. So I I and a scope, you know, a scope is you're going to again it's going to be the same thing as somebody wearing a pair right. of glasses. I mean, how far are we going to notice that? Right. Now, um uh, now continuing with this article, ULA uh-huh. eventually ULA allowed the Air Force's 45th Space Wing investigators up on the roof of the building. Okay, how long is eventually? Well, that's the question. Well, see, eventually is it can be long enough to clean things up. Well, kind of is long is, enough to remove evidence. Is eventually mm-hmm. two hours later, or you know, when someone shows up with a warrant, or you know, or I, I, okay, keep going, keep going. Yeah, uh, uh, Musk also on Twitter, particularly trying to understand the quieter bang sound a few seconds before the fireball goes off may come from rocket or something else. Like a so, tire blowing on a road, could or, be a tire blowing backfire. on a road. Could be a backfire. Could be a gunshot. Could be. Uh, and so he was asking for uh, recordings. If anybody's got recordings of the of the of the event, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm you know if I'm over here on off to uh-huh. the side, yeah. and I'm recording with my phone, and I'm you know mm-hmm. bang, what was that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. look. sure, sure. Uh, so that's what they're looking at. So, um. Mm, all right, and and you know, look, it, this could completely be a thing that actually happened. But I, I don't know, I mean, it's just some way I'm wired. I, I find most conspiracy theories to be fairly ludicrous mm. because they involve people going, "Well, what if this happened? Well, what if it didn't? Well, what if this happened? No, 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 no. no. Let's, let's go back to what if it didn't. Um, you, know, you mean it might have been an actual accident?" Or yep. you know, yes. There's certainly there's questions that can be can be raised on a lot of different oh. things, but eh, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds oh. it sounds a little special. Here's an interesting wrinkle to this. Oh yes, go ahead. Article on businessinsider.com. Now yes. the headline. Uh, this is from Dave Mosher, October fifth. So this is the this is uh, yesterday we're reporting this. Mm-hmm. The idea that SpaceX rocket was sabotaged is pretty much a joke, says worker at rival rocket company. Now. The first first paragraph on this. Mm-hmm. On September 1st, a SpaceX, a SpaceX rocket burst into flames during a routine launch pad test, destroying a $200 million satellite that Facebook planned to lease. Okay, clearly Google is behind this. <laughs> 
And that's obvious, right? That is that is definitely okay. I withdraw my my <laughs> objections to the conspiracy theory. Google is behind it. Uh... <laughs> uh, okay, uh, dear Google, um, <laughs> as a Google Fiber user, uh, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm very much kidding. Yeah. But you know, please see, don't assassinate me with your giant with well, your robots. What were we seeing? I, I saw an article, and, I, and it doesn't have anything to do with this, but I think it was uh, was yesterday or today. It ran across it ran across my Facebook feed, and I didn't get a chance to read it yet. A Boeing CEO, a Boeing executive, was talking about how uh, the first people to reach Mars would be getting there in a Boeing rocket. Okay. Now, who just announced plans to go to Mars in a rocket? And which what company partly owns ULA? Mm-hmm. I mean, ULA is owned by Boeing and Lockheed Martin. Okay, sure. SpaceX just had a big, massive explosion. I mean, it really <laughs> is easy to feed into this. Oh, and, yeah, and of say, course. Oh, you take this piece, and you take this piece, and you take... You remember that idea that we had for doing the conspiracy theory show? Yeah. This would be perfect oh, yeah. for that. It's like, oh, well, we know that this happened and this <laughs> happened. Um, yeah, that's that's really in. Did you see that article? I, might have been, I can't remember. It might have been IO9, um, where they, were, they interviewed a... Or the scientists are talking about why the the Mars idea only was was right up to a point, and then beyond that point, it was completely wrong. Mm, I didn't um, see that. And it was it was looking at the 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 way that they were they were talking about how the mission was going to go. You know, these things are going to be in the the crew cabin or the the crew capsule. You know, these these luxuries. Um, and the scientist was going no. You don't have those in there because it takes up space and power and mm. things you can't afford to have be wasted on, you know, you, you don't need, every, no, people don't need their own private DVD player in space, you know, because it's, it's, it's a space, it's taking up space, it's taking up weight. Um, you know, that's that much more you have to accelerate, that much more you have to decelerate. Yeah. These are actually fairly important things in space travel. It's interesting, um... Who was it? Do you remember which scientist it was arguing a while back? I think it was, I want to say it was just in the last year, maybe a little bit longer, but I think it was since in the last year. How the biggest, one of the things that we, we keep forgetting is that we are, we are intricately tied into the biosphere, you know? So we've got, I've... you know, the, the bacteria in our gut mm-hmm. um, is there for a reason, right? Yeah. And how, if, if, if you, if you really want to think about it and really creep yourself out is to realize just how much of your body weight is actually made of things that aren't actually you. <laughs> the little, the creatures that actually live on you. Right. Um, Midi-Gloria. Real creatures that live on you. Um, because if, if you, if you sit there and, and look at what a human really is, there are so many things, other things, and I'm sorry for the folks who are going to be home that might be organisms like, trying to scrub yourself with raw at this point. But we are sharing this. I know one 14 year old that probably is right a, now. 14 year old. You know, all teenagers are parasites. It's a different thing. <laughs> uh, so, but I mean, we're. But this is something that's that's part of you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and and this is not something that exists on a spacecraft or on another planet or on another planet because Mars doesn't have even though we we've you know, we know there's water on Mars mm-hmm. and we know that in the past it in all indications indicate that it was a place that could have sustained life mm-hmm. um, we're 
that those those organisms that are actually that you don't want to lose, you've got to have that bacteria in your stomach. Yeah. If you don't have that, there, there, there's, there's uh, some very interesting illnesses that arise from people who don't have that bacteria in their stomach. They can't digest food properly or they get right. really sick. Right. Um, this are, these are critical things. And it's one of those, oh, see, I'm going to have to see if I can track this down because the scientist argument was. Yeah, I don't know who it was. That space travel is a great idea that may not be something we can actually do mm-hmm. because, or, or at least we can do it, but survive it is that the colony ship idea is to actually build the kind of colony ship that would you could take all that stuff with you would involve these gigantic I mean these huge ships because you basically have to create a duplicate an earth biosphere right on a giant metal thing which is not actually very easy Mm. So it's an interesting. I mean, it's a really yeah. Interesting... No, I can see. I can see where that would be a, a challenge. <laughs> and I don't know. Uh, I oh, I did not run it. across that, but I I I can tell you one thing though. Mm. It probably was not Bill Nye because he's not a real scientist. <clears throat> now back to this <laughs> article. Apropos of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said it was a scientist. Oh well, okay. So I was giving you. Just, I was giving you a process of elimination. He's Bill Nye, the science guy. He I know he's the, the science guy. He doesn't say Bill Nye, the science. I know, but people, people, people outside of Bill Nye well, call him a scientist, uh, a science well, expert, and he's not a scientist. Well, well science expert and scientist are not necessarily the same yeah, thing. Uh, um, business insider talking to an employee at ULA mm-hmm. on condition of anonymity. Of course. Of course. Which, by the way, is not uh, indicative of untruth. No. No, uh, mostly for security concerns. Sure. Well, security concerns and also keeping your job concerns. Yes, that too. I mm-hmm. would say that probably is, yes. Um, so <clears throat> the worker says that uh, there's there's quite a bit quite a bit of gossip of at course. ULA because sure. of all of this speculation, mm-hmm. you know, and it and it goes around the question of, you know. Could somebody sneak a rifle up to the roof? Could somebody shoot the rocket from that far away? Sure, sure. Could they hit the rocket from that what far is, away? Do we, do, we have a, do we have a distance? I don't. I don't see. Uh, it's more than a mile. Which, if conditions are right, and your shooter is good enough, yeah. But aren't you? Uh, you can make that shot. And maybe. And 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 I. I'm not a gun guy. All right. I'm not. A, I'm certainly not. I'm certainly not a, a long distance. Shooting. Guy. Here's what we need to do. H2O at sci fi yeah. If you know anything about ballistics on, on this scale, because uh, sniper stuff or whatever, yeah. let us know what what conditions would would apply that would allow someone to fire a rifle at a distance of, say, a mile and a quarter mm-hmm. and hit uh, a, a component of a rocket. And maybe. Maybe it was just shoot the rocket. It's not, no, you know. Maybe uh, maybe the goal was not to cause the explosion. Maybe it's just just hit it somewhere and cause damage and and whatever. And and the spectacular it seems, it, it seems to me that great. that's a you know that's a significant distance that you'd have to have somebody who's really good. And we're, really we're talking good. professional level, yeah. mil, you know, high, you know, yeah. M- Military seal, sniper seal type, uh, stuff. you know, champion, champion shooter, you know, somebody who's right. either professionally who does it for or sport an, or an Olympic shooter, maybe I, yeah, I know, somebody who maybe got dissed in the media because you know, gold medal for using a gun. How dare they? Okay, so, um, did you see all of it? No, I'm not gonna go in now. The worker also clarified, um, 
And this is a quote. SpaceX has a fault analysis tree, and sabotage is a branch of it that needs tying up. So basically... Mm -hmm. Sure. And SpaceX even said this. You know, we're looking at all of the possibilities, mm -hmm. no sure, matter which ones are, you know, remote possibilities or outlandish possibilities, anything that, you know... They, it, well, very it's, possible it's that a, they're not even given this credence. It's a very expensive thing to have happen. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that kind of expense, leaving aside, you know, blown up satellites or, or you know, the, the, actual, the actual technology itself, it costs a lot of money to build these things. Oh, yeah. If you, one of the reasons, one of the reasons that the, the U.S. government isn't in the business of building rockets anymore is because it costs a lot of money. And it's the the argument being, well, let's have private business do it because private business will do it cheaper than we will. You know, that's that's a part of the argument. You know, but it's an expensive thing to do. And when you consider how much the actual space race cost, the classic space race, the, the space race, you know, part one, right? Um, the actual space race between countries as opposed to between businesses, the expense on that was gigantic. The cost on that. Now was here's, gigantic. here's another wrinkle. Mm. Talk about the satellite. You Give know, me this Facebook was supposed to use this satellite, right? Mm. MySpace is getting its revenge. <laughs> well, Tom strikes back. Here's, <laughs> where is Tom? How are you Tom doing, Tom? Retired. Tom, um, Tom, we feel for thing. you. We feel for he, you, Tom. Oh no, he got paid a lot of money for for MySpace. <laughs> um, don't feel don't feel sad for him. He, he... So um, so here's the here's the next wrinkle. Ten House Republicans calling recently called for the FAA, NASA, and the Air Force to take over the investigation. Mm -hmm. uh, despite current approval, oversight, and involvement by federal agencies, those congressmen, as Business Insider has reported, received campaign donations from ULA, Boeing, and Lockheed Martin, and some of them have local interest in supporting ULA. But, the article goes on to say, a mm -hmm. larger bipartisan group of lawmakers, half of whom, half of whom SpaceX has donated to in most sure, recent election okay. cycle, some of whom represent districts in which SpaceX conducts its business, mm -hmm. they have rebutted the call for a full government takeover of SpaceX's investigation. So basically now you've got the political component. In addition to the financial component, in addition to the conspiracy theories. Okay, this is one where I think the government should keep its nose out. Because until there's a reason for government to have their nose in this, mm -hmm. there isn't a reason for government to have a nose in this. Right. There, there might become a reason down the line it, where it becomes yeah, a thing it where it becomes, becomes... If it becomes like a criminal investigation of some sort where, you know, it's either or, or, or you know, it has FBI, that, NTSC, well, or, it has, or there's elements of pay-to-play and somewhere in this where, where this is, you know, influence was had by, by a political figure. That's right. one thing. But right now it is a thing went boom. We're going to figure out why. Yeah. And that should be handled by the investigative team of the people who own the thing that went boom. It's not a criminal investigation at this point. Nobody died. The police are not as in... As far as we know. No bodies Ooh. have been found yet. Well, that's Actually, you can say that about a lot of things. But see, here's what happens. The unmanned spacecraft here's... exploded. No here's... bodies have been found who died? <laughs> I mean, this is how this stuff gets started. Well, see, the thing about it is, is uh, yeah, here's here's what's going to happen. Here's uh, in the next week or so, mm -hmm. somebody somewhere will find the body 
of a, either a ULA worker or somebody who has a history of being a highly trained sniper and now suddenly shows up dead. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah, so, so or someone's going to get a car accident or get caught in a hurricane. Yeah, somebody does a Vince Foster. Vince Foster's family would like people to stop talking about that, by the way. They're tired of it. Uh, I, well, as as soon as somebody actually figures out what happened, then uh, his, they will. That would be his family who said <laughs> he committed suicide. Uh-huh. Well, that would be his family, and they win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Money wins. No, the family anyway, wins. Okay, no. So, so, so yeah, it is It is an interesting conspiracy theory. It is an interesting, it is an interesting theory. Uh, set of circumstances. It, 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 we'll we'll be following it to see. Well, and business becomes so you can it, so. you can see business business has a tendency to be cutthroat every now and again. Yeah, where you have businesses that, and historically, certain businesses have done stuff like that. Oh, there yeah. has certainly oh, yeah. you know they there have yeah, been back in the days of of uh, J P Morgan and oh yeah John Stout, Rockefeller. You know, you know if you if you had a chance to bring your competitor down and do it dirty. Um, if there was a chance it couldn't be traced back to you, then by all means, you go right ahead. Um, if you hopefully can't get caught, you know, or have deniability, it's like, why? That former employee of mine was a difficult person. That's why I let them go. Yeah. You know, so. So this is, uh, here's, here's the article here about Boeing going to Mars. Dennis Muhlenberg, Mm -hmm. the CEO of Boeing, uh, He's he's basically says that they plan to beat Elon Musk to Mars. Sure. Um, it was which, by the uh, way, is the whole. It was one of the reasons that they were supposed to have this this business thing is that it's supposed to be competitive. Sure. So this is a good. This is supposedly but a good thing. Nobody's supposed to die. Well, nobody has yet. Well, nobody has yet. The qual- yeah. No, nobody has through this yet. In well, the, in no, there this- was the space plane. The... Yeah, but that was Virgin Galactic. Yeah, but I mean, even so, but even so, maybe I mean, that it's... was sabotage. Maybe Boeing didn't like Virgin Galactic getting in on. Well, no, we unfortunately we, we seem to know it was that was, that was apparently was that was pilot uh, air. That was pilot yeah. air, sadly. So, uh, so Dennis Muhlenberg, he's at the What's Next conference put together mm-hmm. by the Atlantic, mm-hmm. I guess, which is a newspaper. Sure, yeah. You know, they still have those things, by the way. Mm-hmm. I saw something. Uh, I guess it was bu- it was a BuzzFeed thing, the class of twenty twenty, which is my kid. The class, well, my kid, assuming that he stays on track. Sure. The class of 2020 is the first class to learn about 9-11 as a history lesson. Yeah. The first class, this this group has never known a world without Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. PlayStation or, or the NES, you know, the old Nintendo, the, those things are in, uh, and the flip phones sure, and sure. your 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 disposable cameras are all museum pieces now. They're all artifacts on display right. places. And I thought, wow, how the world has changed. My daughter, not necessarily for the better. My daughter is of the generation that uh, never knew what the Cold War was. Except in history books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was born like a year after the Berlin Wall came down. Two year, wow. two years after the Berlin Wall came down. See, and that's the thing. We remember two Germanys. Oh, yeah. And these kids oddly don't enough, know two Germanys. Oddly Germanies. enough, though, we don't remember it in a way that 
I mean, it's we we remember it, but it's not like we didn't live it. You know right. what I mean? Right. I mean, it's, it was. It was. It, well, it was. It was one of those things. I remember when the when the wall came down and 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 East Germany and West Germany became Germany again. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself then, this is going to be really weird to explain to the next generation what East Germany and West Germany were all about. And and, and I, the, yeah. the historical significance of it was not lost on me at that point. I thought, this changes everything. I mean, besides changing maps, mm. the the just the idea of Germany yeah. was now completely different mm-hmm. from well, it, it, what it was. It had not, been, we a, were it not been a unified country since mm. 1945. Yeah. And when you think about it... Um, also, that was the time that Roger Waters toured with his uh, <laughs> version of the wall that did not have David Gilmore, and everyone was like, "What are you doing, Roger?" But the Scorpions did not do too, do too bad in that in that live show. Anyway, well, are you bouncing all over the I'm place? I'm a child here. of the '80s. I mean, come on. So, so in in this in this article here, uh, Muhlenberg making these remarks, he says, "Quote." I'm convinced that the first person to step foot on Mars will arrive there riding on a Boeing rocket. Now, this is a week after the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket exploded spectacularly Mm -hmm. a mile away from the ULA building that is owned by Boeing. Sure, and and, and you could certainly feed that into a conspiracy theory. Or, (laughs) who did he say that to? Did he say that to investors? Did he say that to his employees? Did he say that it to the at, press? It was, it was at a, a, an innovation conference. I okay. Think. Well, yeah. So this is this is what you say. You don't yeah. say we're going to be number two. Nobody does that. Hertz did it. Hertz is different. Well, and you know what? Uh, yes. Okay. In 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 terms of marketing, there have been companies that have sat there and went, "We're proud to be number two. Yeah. But in terms of a technology company, mm. nobody ever sits there and goes, "You know what? We want to settle for second place." No. <laughs> And and if you want to read in that, you know, they're it's their did it they did it because they want to be number one. It's like, have you met business? Because business would like a word about yes. bottom lines and investor returns and, yes. and you know. Speaking of business, we're gonna do a little bit here. Yes. Uh we are going to let you hear from our sponsor. Uh they do business with us, we do business with them, superherostuff.com. We like them. They are yes, and, and again, still haven't ordered. Still haven't you? ordered. Uh, I've got to do that. I've got, yes, to, yes. I've got to do that before my internet gets cut off. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go refill coffee mugs. You can hear from superhero stuff, and uh, when you're done listening to this episode, go to superherostuff.com, order something, uh, tell them we sent you. Please, yes. Cool. So H2O will continue right after this. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Where can you get the latest cool superhero and sci-fi merchandise? SuperheroStuff.com! From t-shirts to keychains to cookie jars and everything in between. Superhero Stuff has added more buyers to the staff, which means more stuff, which means more for you to choose from. And don't forget the Hero Box, the must-have superhero mystery box. A $70 value, just $49. Visit SuperheroStuff.com today and gear up with your favorites. SuperheroStuff.com! Where heroes shop. I'm meteorologist Brian Busby. If you're traveling to a convention this weekend, especially if you're a cosplayer, it helps to know what the weather's going to be like. 
Rain and fur don't mix very well, now do they? That's why every week, Sci-Fi For Me gives you the weather forecast for every city hosting a convention. Those we have on our list, anyway. And that's worldwide, not just in the United States. It's part of our commitment to bring you content you won't find anywhere else. Just click on the Conventions tab over at SciFiForMe.com, your portal to the science fiction multiverse. Whoa, where'd you get that shirt? Bought it at the convention last week. It's an atomic cotton design. Atomic cotton? Yep, they got t-shirt designs from sci-fi, horror, cult films. All the shirts were really unique and fun. I had to get one. I gotta wait for another convention, though. Nope. AtomicCotton.com. I ordered a shirt. Shipping was super fast. Atomic Cotton, where Erica and Zach combine their passion for art and film to create wearable art. All original, made with a love for the genre. Coming to a convention near you very soon. Or find them on the web at AtomicCotton.com. Atomic Cotton. Shirts and art for fans by fans. Star Wars fans, McKenna Riley here inviting you to join me for the latest news, rumor, and innuendo from a galaxy far, far away. Salacious Crumbs only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. We have, uh, hey look, we've made two cents today. Woo! Estimated earnings so far. At this rate, we'll be making 30 cents a month. Somebody gave us their two cents. <laughs> Yeah. That was bad. I know. All right. If you want to give us your two cents, the email address is h2o at sci-fi-for-me.com. That was a very bad joke. But, you know. But it was right there. It was right there. I had to reach out and take yes. it. Yes. I would have I, felt bad. I set it up for you nicely. Uh, we, are, uh, we are talking about, uh, we have been talking about the explosion of the Falcon 9 rocket. Of course, that rocket unmanned. Right and private, not uh, not a NASA project. But you, you and I were talking before we started recording, right? About all of the different, you know, the the not not really the question of whether or not we need to go explore space, but what it costs. In, yeah. In terms, not just of the money, but in terms of uh, people. Yeah, well, I think that's it's it's important to remember that one of the reasons that NASA gets criticized now and in the past has been their obsessive desire to make sure that things are safe, which has meant that things have often crawled. And this is something that you see also with the the, the <laughs> now that NASA's not in that business so much, you're seeing it in the independent companies that are doing things as well, where they are basically they're they're doing their best to make sure that the people they put up in space come back in one piece yeah. alive. And that is something that is hard to do because we're not actually designed to be strapped to giant gravity-altering fireballs right. and hurled into space. That's not really what we're for. I mean, you know, when you look at, you look at the, the, the way humans are put together, generally speaking, 1G is there's a reason that we tend to call, you know, uh -huh. 1G, 1G. It's, it's us. This is, this is it. And, you know, you look at, uh, you hear about fighter pilots who black out going multiple Gs and the vomit comet, you know. So basically right. you're, putting, you're putting the body through an immense amount of stress. Now imagine strapping yourself to a giant rocket and throwing yourself out into space. There's an inherent risk. You've got a firebomb. You've got a bomb behind you. Yeah, big no matter, one. And no matter, no matter how 
much. It's actually designed to basically have the fire be at the opposite end from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a giant explosive. <clears throat> well, and and we've seen over the years, at least in in two circumstances, where you had you know the Apollo fire, mm-hmm. and you had the Challenger explosion, where things did not go the way they were supposed to. Right, and and, and people died. Uh, but at the same time, as much as as much as people don't like to talk about as far as the 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 outcome of that mm-hmm. uh it's a learning experience it is a learning process it's it's a thing where okay this happened this thing happened people mm-hmm. died because and then they go through and they find out it happened because of x well right. now what we're going to do is we're going to make X and we're going to turn it into Y so that doesn't happen again. Right. And you saw that with the door on the capsule for uh, for the Apollo missions. Mm-hmm. You saw you know, with the O-rings. From the O-rings for the Challenger. Uh, it's easy to forget in this day where we are currently doing, we're doing some, looking at so many things that are automated right now. You've got the probes, you've got the, you know, the Mars rover, and you've got the... McDonald's. <laughs> well, it's automated. It's automated. They're putting in the robot, you know, because you know the, they don't want to pay for people anymore. So well, yeah, that's, the, I, yeah, that's right. I didn't hear about that. Kiosks, but it's <laughs> sure <laughs> through you, didn't yeah, I? Yes, I Just, yes. Yeah, yes, you did. But so, so much of what we're doing, because in in many respects, the probe thing, pro the the automated probes, the computerized, the the. You know, limited AI kind of stuff that we, we're using right now yeah. for so much of space exploration. There's real advantages to it. And first of all, we come back to the, 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 the weight thing is a huge issue. Um, right. We don't, it, when we talk about so much of this stuff going into space, some of the simplest things are how much of whatever it is we're carrying. Mm-hmm. And in the case of a person, that's food, oxygen, space to move, et cetera. You know, the person's weight. I mean, all these things, these are, these are critical. Yeah. This is the difference between life and death, making sure the equations all work with this. Um, obviously, these probes, some of them are heavier than a person, but they don't require a life support system. You know, there's all these different factors. They can also stay on a planet longer than we can. Yes. We can also throw them away. Yeah. Well, Gen- you have to throw them away. You have to, you have to build them with that in mind because there's no way to get them back. Well, and that becomes one of the things you have to think about when it comes to people, is that our goal for all of this is to bring them back. So talking about the Mars missions and the various Mars missions, except ideas. for except for that one Mars mission that's a one way trip. Yeah, you remember we saw how much that really happened. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, I know. It, no, you know, yes, you can. There are people that are that there are people that would consider doing it. Oh, sure, but the but when it comes to something like NASA or SpaceX or or any of these folks, the goal is to bring the person back. Right. You want to keep them alive. Yes. But I think it's important to remember that. For all the fact that this is a good and desirable thing, we would like our astronauts to come back. Uh, th- we have learned a lot from every person who's gone up into space and come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the effects of the human bo- of weightlessness on the human body, there are some significant effects. These are, good, yeah. these are important things to know. But there have been quite a few people in the course of space exploration who have died. And some of that was because we didn't know what we were doing. Some of that was because, well, because you, you, it's a learning process. Sure. I mean, there's, yeah. okay. There's always a first time to do whatever it is that you're going to do. Right. And 
sometimes that doesn't go the way you want it to. And you can think of anything, you, all the things you want. I mean, you can think of every variable you can think of, and then, of course, you went, oh, we didn't think of that variable. Yeah. Um, you don't think about, a, you don't think about a, a space capsule full of astronauts burning up on the launch pad. Right. You don't think about a space shuttle coming back into reentry with a teacher on it. Well, that wasn't reentry. She wasn't on. Well, no, 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 sorry, I'm talking about Columbia. Yeah, Yeah, but but either way, you're not. These are things you're not thinking about. These are, you know, the, and yes, I know that certainly the O-ring incident, the investigation revealed that. Well, actually, people didn't know about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's some. There is an inherent risk in this process. There is you cannot get around the fact that it's going to be dangerous. Space right. is full of a lot of places that are bad for us. Most of it. I'd say all of it. <laughs> There's a whole lot of lack of air. What? What? Uh, I know. We gotta have air. Generally speaking, that there is. There's a few things that people need to survive: uh, air, water, food. Uh, these are things that actually space well, actually now, has. A sh- according according to Barry Allen, the bo- the human body can go three weeks without food. Uh, about so, you two, know, by the go, way, you go to you go to Mars. How long does it take to go to Mars? Uh, nine, nine, eight, nine months. Yeah. See, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, Math yeah. doesn't work. Well, and, and so so there's that's there's... when you freeze them. Now we we are freeze, freeze dried astronauts. There we go. <laughs> thaw, thaw them out when you get to Mars. Chirogenics, interesting idea. Hasn't actually been able to work too well with people yet. Um, lots of heads, apparently, uh, are there storing well. But the... <clears throat> Just saying. And we're finding out, I mean, we, more and more, we're finding out that the solar system has a lot more water than we ever thought it did. Hmm. Which is really amazing. to realize how much water is caught up in planetary bodies. And when you look at the, the idea that there might still be water trapped in, in the asteroid belt, you know, as long as, you know, certainly the, right. uh, there have been various discussions about mining the asteroid belt for, for materials and all this... There's lots of elements out in the solar system which are benefit can be used by us to make fuel mm-hmm. to 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 well there's pull that water there's that the, one company and I every time when this comes up in conversation I, I forget the name I need to look them up but there's that one company that sit there and said we're going to make the truck stop right for all of the other rockets and explorers and astronauts and what because you're gonna have to have one and well, they're, you, they're you ideally sh- suited I mean one. it's a great plan yeah. Um, I need to look them up because we even did a, we did a whole thing on them one time I think on on uh, uh, weekend review uh, talking about their new their their proposal mm-hmm. for getting out there and it from everything that I saw it looked pretty good. Well, I think it's, I think it's important to remember that we have only as we've only put people on the moon and that was not that many times and they didn't stay very long. Unless you believe the secret moon base, I was going to say that was that was fake, and you know it. Yeah, of course. All right, they were they really dear universe. They really went to the moon. Um, <laughs> do not if anyone anytime you hear someone sit there and say they didn't go to the moon, you just look at them and go, "Why would you want to diminish what we have accomplished?" We our biggest mistake with going to the moon is that we stopped. Yes, that was our biggest thing. Is that we got there and we for. A lot of different reasons, and and there are the arguments for and against, blah blah blah. But the thing is, is that we went out and we got, we went to another planet. Yep. And we met the aliens, and we came home. And we, <laughs> we didn't even get to meet the aliens. <laughs> That's not what that movie Apollo eighteen said. Oh god, that was awful. 
Um, but it was a documentary, wasn't it? Yeah, what's uh, uh, on the internet <laughs> must be true. So, but, and, and that's and that's the thing. But the, but you also remember that to get there, right. to get there, and and the Russians and the Americans, we had the space race. A lot, uh, not a not a lot. I'm not going to say a lot of people died, but people died. Uh, Russians, <laughs> Russians, astronauts, yep. uh, cosmonauts died. American astronauts died. It so was, let me ask you this: Given the escalating tensions now between the United mm. States and Russia, yeah. Given the fact that we tucked tail and just threw our astronauts on the Russian Soyuz rockets to get to the International Space Station, mm. what do you think are the chances that we could be looking at a new Cold War space race where Zero. we don't have the access to the Soyuz rockets anymore? They, they sit there and go, find your own ride. Well, and they certainly might, but I don't. We're not going to say they anything. Could. We're not going to say anything like the space race. Um, they certainly, yeah, no, the Russians certainly could. Right now, we have the advantage of the fact that the that the the scientist classes, the folks who are actually getting up there and doing science, are doing a really good job of staying away from the politics. And what, despite whatever tensions we have going on with Russia with between governments right now, when it comes to space, both sides are going. This doesn't. This isn't part of this, right? And that's that's really that's a good thing. That's yes. that's an important thing. And and but yeah, I know the it, governments it, control the money. I know, and it could go away. And, and, and oddly, the property and, well, and, and the surprisingly, considering the actual state of the Russian economy and how much it is <coughs> a fair amount of smoke and mirrors, according to a lot of economists, yeah. um, which that tends to happen with a lot of dictatorships, um, is. The fact that they're still spending money on their space program looks has looked to some people like an appearances kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And at some point, it does, no matter what kind of government you have, if you have an economy that is struggling in, in, a, in a massive way, you sit there and go, this is a thing we can't afford, so we're going to stop doing it. No, you just print more money. Yeah. It's what we do. Well, we actually can because of the way our monetary system is set up. But they, Russia can't. Because of the way their monetary system is set up. As far as you know. As far, well, as in a dictatorship, the dictator can well, yeah, just sit there and go, that's, print more money. That's actually true. Yeah. Um, but the... So I don't think... I, if it were to come to that where they would basically sit there in the tensions... 2010. The, the movie 2010. Oh, was, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was part of it. Uh, the the fact that you could do that, and I think it, it's, it's, it is a potential risk. But there are other countries that are putting stuff into orbit. Mm -hmm. There are... Interestingly enough, the funny thing is, is that the reason we're using the Russians is because they're still using the big dumb boosters, and that requires us to build new big dumb boosters. And we were, there... we were trying to get away from big dumb boosters. Remember that we were, uh, yeah, we were trying. Uh, the idea was to not get. They... Yeah, but wasn't a big dumb booster part of the part of the new? What was it, Orion? Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, the, 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 the advantage to the big dumb booster is that the hardest part. One of the hardest parts of getting space, having space travel, is getting out of this gravity well. Mm -hmm. The Earth does not like to let things go. <laughs> it's, I know some people like that. It, well, yes, exactly. And it, it, Mother Earth loves us, and she doesn't want us to leave. <laughs> Those people are not like that, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but I mean, it's getting the the advantage of a big dumb booster is that it is a lot of power to get something out of. I mean. 
you don't it's we walk on the surface of the planet without any trouble for the most part i mean this is this is our environment this is how we this is what we're used to but it, so it's easy to forget how much effort it takes to get something that far out yeah it requires a ton of power um the fact that these ho- these gigantic explosions when they happen on a, on a you know on a launch pad you think about you know these are ba- they're basically flying bombs which is a terror and of course they came out of the whole space program came out of, you know von braun and flying bombs right so it's it requires a huge amount of power to make any of this happen so that's the advantage of a big dumb booster the reusable thing that we were you know we were trying to do with with the space shuttles Ultimately, you know, and, and the biggest problem, one of the biggest problems with the space shuttles is that they are incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go back and look at the, what the various, interestingly enough, you go back and you look at the various uh, plans that they had for different types of reusable spacecraft. Right. And you sit there and go, why did we go with the space shuttle? <laughs> Who had the really cheap contractors? Because, I mean, unfortunately, and to not to discount any <clears throat> of the folks who flew on the space shuttles, uh, worked on the space shuttle program, or sadly died because during the space shuttle program, um, there were some better designs. In retrospect, certainly mm-hmm. looking back, into some of there were some better reusable vehicle designs. Um, we might have still run into the same tragedies, but certainly there were some things that would not have been as expensive in the long term. Right. Um, especially when you look at some of the technology, the space shuttles were still running. Well, and did you see? Um... I think it was earlier this week, and I don't remember what the what the company was. It was a uh, a test of the um, the escape the escape module um, landed actually landed. They weren't mm-hmm. expecting it to uh, to go, uh, expecting it to get back where it was. Right, and it actually landed. Uh, which I thought was really interesting that they managed to do that um, with you know the the technology that we've got now. Um, it was oh let me see here because oh yeah Blue Origin <clears throat> yeah uh, this is a this is another one of those companies right. that uh, that is that is doing stuff uh, Jeff Bezos yeah, yeah. who owns Amazon. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be, you know, one of those one of those companies that wants to deliver to the moon. I guess. You know, well, ex- you know, extra planetary delivery for Amazon. But uh, they had a they had a, an escape pod mm-hmm. test and successfully landed it. Good. Uh, after after launching it, so that was a. That was an interesting, interesting uh, well, that's good development because, this week. Because interestingly enough, you know, I'm looking at this list. I got I pulled up this list of, of the deaths that we've had in various space programs. The uh, um, 1967, uh, the Soyuz 1, mm-hmm. uh, Vlad- Vladimir Komarov, uh, his parachute didn't open. Mm. Um, the capsule hit... The the cap the pair hit, hit, hit the ground at full speed. Ooh. Yeah. So the capsule. I mean. So yeah. It and it was a it was a, that was a a mission that was plagued with problems. Um, Soyuz eleven. Um, cabin uh, vent valve accidentally opened, and uh, the recovery team found everyone dead. 
when the capsule was recovered. Mm. You know, it's it's a risky thing. Uh, that was three. That was three astronauts, three cosmonauts dead. Um, it's it's a challenge. It is a hard thing to do to get to take people and put them up into space and then bring them back safely. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the idea is we do want them to be safe, and but it is a risk. It is a it is a risky proposition. Yeah. This is a this article out of U.S. News. Is it still U.S. News and World Report, or are they just now U.S. News anymore? I honestly don't know. I would, I would hope it would be and World Report. Marsha Dunn, uh, this is Associated Press story. Rocket company Blue Origin pulled off a double success Wednesday, coming a step closer to launching people into space. The aerospace startup led by Amazon's Jeff Bezos tested the escape system of its space capsule in remote West Texas. Mm -hmm. 45 seconds into the flight, the capsule popped off the, like a champagne cork propelled by an escape motor mounted underneath. Not only did the empty capsule land safely under parachutes four minutes after liftoff, the rocket managed to fly back and land upright. Oh, nice. This was the first in-flight test of the emergency escape system designed to save lives if something goes wrong with the rocket during liftoff, and the first test of its kind in the U.S. since the 1960s. Mm. Wow. <clears throat> so I was reading in a book I can't remember what it, what it was but they were talking about um, uh, ejection seats and when you consider about an escape pod basically in this case you know firing off on its own motor there's usually explosive bolts involved there's some sort of again there's an additional set of explosions that yes. happen here yes. um, and we, we you see them happen all the time in movies and especially in G.I. Joe com uh, cartoons where <laughs> <laughs> The ejection, you know, they, they eject from the fighter plane. And they never show you the fact that uh, they eject from the fighter plane with broken ribs or shattered legs or because, again, you're suddenly taking... Well, it doesn't always happen that no, way. No, but it generally... But there's there's a lot more physical damage that happens to a lot of folks. Not everyone, of course, but to there a lot a, of folks. Yeah, there's a great deal of shock, I'm sure. Uh, and, of course, landing... <clears throat> you know, these are... Again, we're generally not designed to be strapped to a rocket. It's like... It, Die Hard 2. That scene with McLean launching up oh, into this guy. Yes. It's a great yeah, scene. Yeah, it's a great scene. Except for the fact. <laughs> don't, he, don't, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. He's dead. <laughs> John McLean died in that scene. Oh, John McLean should have died all oh, I know. sorts but of ways before that. <laughs> I know, but it's just like, again, you know, he, he shouldn't, he's up there, he should be up there, even if he survives, he should be up there going, ah! <laughs> Come out to the coast, we'll have a few laughs. Oh, wow. That's a great movie. One of the best Christmas movies ever. Ever. Uh, Die hard. Uh, that and Scrooged. <laughs> Some of the best lines of Scrooge I'm not going to say on this podcast. No, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I will just say this. Toaster. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, where, so, so uh, how much, how much credence are, are we giving the sabotage theory of the SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket? Right now, I'm I'm, I'm going to say zero. Just what, for the just what for if the it fact turns that, out? What if it turns out to be true? Well, that's just it. I mean, if it turns out to be true, then we'll have evidence that it's true. Um, right now, though, it sounds like, you know, it is it is part of that investigation tree, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to consider it. But there are so many things it could have been other than that. Right. And we are culturally maybe i don't and i can't i can't speak for other for other countries but americans are really good and i it's jfk's fault 
um, because we're really good at we we look for the thing that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and we build a story around it. Right. And we're very good conspiracy theorists. Sometimes it's right, or sometimes it's wildly off base. I mean, the sad thing is, is that we did go to the moon. We yeah. could be, but there are still people out there who sit there and go, <laughs> "We didn't go to the moon." Oh, my, yeah, we did. My my great uncle Ray, to the day he died, never believed that we went to the moon. He thought it was all fake. And we should be celebrating that fact instead of sitting there and trying to go, you know, it was done in a studio. You There's know what? A, it's got to be so expensive to do that right in the studio. There Why was a <laughs> there was a, a a movie. It's making the film festival circuits right now. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna hit Amazon or it, it, I think it was it Toronto or mm-hmm. something. That it's basically. A, a a a fake moon landing mm-hmm. conspiracy movie. Um, I can't remember the title of it, but I can't remember if it's well, a a documentary about people who think there was a conspiracy, mm-hmm. or if it's a fictionalized conspiracy. You know, it's like this is how they really did it. Was it Capricorn One? Do you remember that one? Uh, I think it was Capricorn One. Capricorn that was One the... was one of those. Two. Yeah, yeah. So... But it's not. This is this is a new one. But yeah, Capricorn One was the same kind of thing. I, rem- I remember watching that as a kid. It wasn't a moon landing. I don't think it's Capricorn One though. Uh, well, it was a, it was a landing of some kind. It, yeah. um, and it was all fake. It was all. It, it was actually fake. Yeah. And do you remember Hangar Eighteen? Oh, so yeah, I do. That was such a good movie. And it's, it well, uh, it hasn't aged well. It hasn't aged well, but it was a good movie at the time. Yeah, and, well, and, and, I and think, the premise holds up. Oh, the premise definitely is interesting. So yeah. that's that's one to check out. Um, we actually, I actually got a Capricorn chance. One, not so much. Capricorn One is has I, aged really. I had poorly. a chance to interview James Hampton mm. uh, at uh, one of the Dallas Comic Con events, mm-hmm. and we talked a little bit about Hangar Eighteen and some of the other stuff that he you know, it, it, it was. It's a good. You can find that on our YouTube channel. I think it's it's a it's a fun movie. I just think it's really interesting that you know we are. It comes to to some of these things. Okay, so when you have something that that you've got an uh, an anomalous flash of light and a noise, it should be investigated. Okay, yes. no doubt about it. If it was sabotage, um, it needs to fi- the we need to find out who did it, mm-hmm. and make sure they don't do it again, Absolutely. because it could have had people inside it. Yeah, and and you know what? It could have an explosion could have thrown debris ridiculous amounts of you know distance away and hurt somebody mm-hmm. yep um, these are there are real people involved in in doing this and it's we tend to think of the fact that these are businesses you know it's it's Amazon and Google and you know oh it's you know the Facebook Google taking over the world but the reality is is that there are people who are working very very hard this is this is my this is my little business my little business praising moment and I, and I have plenty of them actually, but this is this is something I think that we forget that we have the the labels of it's the Amazon one or it's right. the Google one. Right. But the fact of the matter is, there are men and women who are going out, and their goal is to get us back into space. And they're whether they want to make a profit at it, good for them. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. That's you know guess what? That's fine. Yes. Nothing, nothing wait, wrong with it. Wait, wait, wait. You're saying that capitalism is okay? Okay, I have no problems with <laughs> capitalism. My problem is when people abuse capitalism. And it's like anything else. Too much of anything is a bad thing. Yes. Too I much agree. oxygen. I will agree with too that. Too much oxygen kills you. Too yes. much water drowns you. But these these are people who are actively trying to get us off the planet and get us back into space and get us to Mars and get us to the asteroid belt. We there's an ocean at Europa. And so make, far no one make no landing so there. So far no one has told us we can't make a landing there. So make until that no happens. Landing there. 
Hasn't happened. Hasn't until then. We should we should get out there and find out about uh, it, right? Look, okay, look, Arthur C. Clarke accurately predicted in twenty you know in twenty ten. You know that whole going back out into space, the Russians and the and the Americans not getting along again. Yeah, okay, okay. He also said missed it by a ten. Said, missed it. A we were going to we were going to have space planes by two thousand and one. What was the space shuttle? What they call it? We it were was have, a giant space plane. We were going to have. Virgin, was a Virgin Galactic coming up with space plane? Two thousand and one. He's okay. late. He's very late. Uh, he, he, oh, yeah. Well, well actually, he he accurately he accurately late, predicted so. uh, satellite communications. And Heinlein predicted and Heinlein invented oh, the waterbed. This so is all, yes, you know, I know, but 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 who's to say? No one is to who's say. Who's to yet. say I'm that he's wrong about Europa? We got to get back to the moon <laughs> and do some excavation first, don't don't that's, we? That's true. Yes. But so yeah. again, these these folks are actively trying to get us off the planet. They're yeah. actively trying to get us out there and do what we do because we have. There are very few places where we're still exploring. You know, there's there's only right now the technology is only good enough to get us so far down in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Two thirds of the planet, and how much of that is unexplored? We know we know there are creatures living in the, the the bottom of the ocean that are essentially aliens, because we have you know they're they're so different from the creatures on land. That's that's an area of exploration we should be pursuing. Yes, of course. Well, the, all but, you got to do all you got to do is read the Necronomicon to get to well, get an no idea kidding. of those. Uh, but y'all, but, I mean that's all written down already. But as a species, we seem to be really really good at going. What's over that hill? Mm-hmm. And we need more, and we need more of that because there's the, and again, remind a reminder here: the folks who are going into space, are, and the folks, especially the folks who died doing it, is that they knew what they were doing, they yeah. knew the risks involved. Yeah, they, I guarantee you, there's an actual class. There's a it, 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 whatever it's called. There's a segment of astronaut training that basically the subtitle is, uh, "You're going to die." Right. Uh, and 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 then under that that we're going to try really hard to make sure that doesn't happen. But the risks <laughs> are the risks are real, and so I, you can call them heroes if you want. You can call them brave people. You can call them what you know. But the thing is that they they're making a decision to take a real risk to themselves to go off and do science and mm-hmm. go out into space. Um, so as much as we joke around, you know, Amazon and Google and yes, they're trying to take over the world. We know that. That's just a given. Sure. They're they're yeah. you know, it's it's the nineteen nineties. All massive corporations are trying to take over the world. Blade Runner? Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, yeah, well uh, uh Shadow Run. I mean pick a pick a pick. Did you see did you see the news? Yeah, I saw uh, the news. about the sequel. But the you know, the idea that that Anybody would be actively trying to derail a space program. Eh, sure, it's 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 certainly possible. Whether it's a business or a country, yeah. or whatever it is, whether but, it's likely, that's a completely different question. Yeah, and I said I, I have more information. I mean, right now it's a it's an it's a th- right now it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, and it could actually it could be real, or it could just be another ten years from now, twenty years from now, someone goes. Well, you know, if you're like, oh, for the love of God, <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> uh, now, uh, if you if you have an opinion on whether or not the SpaceX Falcon 9 explosion was sabotage or not, you can send us your ideas, your theories uh, to H2O at SapphireForMe.com or leave a comment on uh, all our social media. And in the meantime, the latest headlines are over at SapphireForMe.com. 
if you are listening to us on iTunes or uh, or podcast.com or uh, any of your uh, your player of choice, don't forget to uh, to write us, share us, and uh, let your friends know that uh, that you listen to Sci-Fi from Your Radio. We have ten podcasts. Uh, some some of them are more active than others, uh, but we're ramping up since uh, fall TV season is up. We've oh, got uh, yes. we've got more more on the way. Uh, you can check out our TV recaps. You can check out our book reviews. We've got all sorts of stuff uh, for you to uh, to consume as a consumer. Uh, so check out our content over there. SciFiForMe.com is the website. And, of course, uh, we will be back doing this again next week. Yes. And maybe, maybe, depending, depending on whether or not something else blows up, next week maybe we talk about Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. We'll tease that. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Timothy Harvey. Always a pleasure. My name is Jason Hahn. On behalf of all of us here at Sci-Fi for Me, thank you for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of H2R. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio. 